Hello, and welcome to the Christian Information Podcast. I'm Raven, and I'm here with Andrew, one of our pastors from Providence Church. The goal of this podcast is to form disciples to live all of life with the presence of God. And we do this through conversations about theology, culture, and stories. Today, we're discussing praying the Psalms. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. I sound terrible. I can hear my voice. Andrew's just smiling over there and making fun of me. No, it sounds great. No, that's not true. It just (laughs) sounds... I can hear it. Oh, my word. Have you ever had to record a podcast where your voice was just not 100%? All the time. Nuh-uh. Everyone. No, I don't feel like that's true. This one, your voice sounds normal. We record too early in the morning, usually. My voice isn't ready to go. I know. Right now, it's only 9.30, so it's not that bad. No, yeah. But if it's... Well, actually, I had a meeting before this, too, so I already talked for an hour, so now it's ready to go. Actually, when I started recording the Knowing God podcast, I was pretty sick for most of those like first couple weeks of episodes, and so... Yeah, my voice was just rough. That's interesting. I don't think I ever would have noticed because I listened to them as Regan and I were editing them and they didn't sound off at all. Well, that's just the magic of editing, I guess. <laughs> and I did re-record certain parts. Like if oh, as you're okay. talking, well, when you're sick, you can't breathe as well. And so you like start no. to lose your breath and your just natural like tone and pace is off. So I just re-recorded a lot probably. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I know. And I'm also talking through a mask because I don't want Andrew to get sick. Oh my gosh. And so I feel like, I don't know if you guys can hear the mask, but that is why it sounds strange. I could have sat on the other side of the room. I don't think it would. my mic. But I don't think it would matter. I mean, we're sharing the same air. That's true. So, But we're close to six feet apart. Yeah, true. I don't know. I was like, I'm not risking it. Scoot if I got back a little sick. bit. Yeah, he's like Lean moving in down in his chair. Yeah, oh my word. Right. Well, today we are discussing praying through the Psalms. And this is actually our last episode forever. No, I'm just kidding. Wow. No, 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 no. Do Don't you think worry. anyone shed a tear really quick before you <laughs> suddenly told them it was a joke? I honestly think I didn't give them enough time. I couldn't I even joke about it. It's- well, yeah, just for the summer. When are we taking off till? So our next episode will be on August 3rd. So I guess we're taking off till August 2nd. Pretty Unless good. Unless we do a bonus episode. Yeah, exactly. So stay tuned. We might, we might not. Wow. So should people just spend every Wednesday going back into the archives and go listen to old episodes so they can yes. keep hearing us talk? Yes. Or you can tune into the Knowing God podcast for a bit to get your podcast fill on Wednesdays. Anyway, okay, today we are discussing how to pray through the Psalms. And every single summer, Providence goes through 10 Psalms, and we've been doing this for the last five years since we've started. And we decided actually for an all-staff meeting, which an all-staff meeting is a meeting of our church, Providence, with other churches within our church network. And we were given the opportunity to lead the all staff and Andrew chose for us to pray through the Psalms. So we thought that that would also be helpful to talk through today. And you got to uh, preach at it a little bit. Oh, I don't know if you can say preach after the last two episodes. Yeah, that's true. You got to train some people on praying through the Psalms. Yes, which was very fun. I rewrote it a lot of times, but Andrew was very helpful in figuring that out with me. Well, you did a great job. And I do think, you know, we heard from the training that it was helpful. I think for myself personally, and I know a few people in our church have said this too, just every summer going through the Psalms, has been really good. And I don't know if you remember this, but like three years ago now, maybe we actually did these little like 
cards on mm-hmm. praying through the Psalms. Do you remember that? Yeah. Where we just kind of listed out, I think pretty basically, but like how to kind of pray through the Psalms or it's just some questions to be asking as you're going through it. So I think it's helpful just to engage with the Psalms, which are prayers and letting that kind of shape how mm-hmm. we pray. And I think there's a lot of benefit to it. Yeah, I think it's really good. I've always done it in my own personal study with the Lord. And that was really just taking a psalm at face value and praying it to God. But I've never yeah, heard any formal instruction or teaching over it. Because actually that summer, I wasn't on staff. So I think I was actually in Peru. Wow. Yeah. So, so well, how do you remember it then? Because Jordan gave me all of Jordan, our oh. city groups director made those Psalm cards and gave them to me when I joined staff nice. again. She was like, well, you're the communications director, so you can take these back. Wow. And I said, cool. I like these. Okay. So wait, so give people a little bit. You just said you've done this before with mm-hmm. no real like training or no one taught you how to do it. You just kind of did it. Right. So give people a little bit of an understanding of, you know, for somebody who's never thought about praying the Psalms or really praying the Bible at all, because we usually, I think, divide those two. Like you have your Bible reading time and then you have your prayer time. Oftentimes they're separate or like you pray for a few minutes, then you read and then you might pray again or something. Mm -hmm. But you're saying you kind of put those together. So give people a little bit of basic, what does that mean? Or what did that look like for you right away in praying the Psalms? Yeah, so I was having a really difficult time in basically turmoil, a lot of depression my freshman year of college. And I found a lot of Psalms of lament or crying out to God in difficult times. And I just found tons of peace. I just felt like the Lord was leading me to pray the words that I was reading because I couldn't describe the words that I was feeling inside. And so I just prayed that to the Lord. So if I'm trying to think of a psalm of lament off the top of my head. You had one yesterday. Do you remember? Psalm 13. Do you have it memorized or like a verse from it? Okay. Well, if in the psalm it said something like, oh God, why have you turned your face from me? I would be praying that to God. So I would just read it, but I would be crying out to God as if those were my words. Which that is what it says in Psalm 13, actually. Really? It says, how long, O Lord? Will you hide your face from me? There's like four different like how longs, but basically how long will you be distant from me? You said me? you didn't have it memorized. Look well, at you spitting this out. Well, like I mean, I know the idea, but not the like <laughs> verse by verse. But okay, so wait, on yeah. that, did you literally just pray those words or did you get the meaning of it and then you pray your own words or how did that work exactly in that season? Yeah, I did both. So I would pray that Psalm to God. So I would start it with my own prayer, then I would pray that within my own prayer and then finish just by saying amen. However, after that, because I had prayed those Psalms so often, I could come up with my own structure for a Psalm of crying out to God, saying all the things that I know that aren't true, but then ending it with, but God, you're faithful, you're steadfast and you will not forsake me. So I feel like my own prayers then started to model the Psalms that I would read, but it started out with just reading that Psalm word for word to God. I think that's one of the biggest benefits of what you just said of you read through the Psalms and you practice praying and they do end up shaping how you pray. I feel like that's been huge for me in reading Psalms over and over again. It really, it teaches you how to pray. So like if, you know, you went to somebody and asked them, Hey, would you help, help me learn how to pray? Most likely what's going to happen is they could give you some ideas, but you're really just going to model your prayer after how they pray. That, that honestly is how most of us learn to pray, whether it's as a child and your parents do it, or you're in a Christian community and you're hearing other people pray, you really are shaped by how other people pray. 
And while that is really good in a communal sense, there's really nothing better than going to God's word and getting literally the prayers that he has given through people to pray back to him. So you can go wrong if other people lead Mm -hmm. you in prayer, like nobody's perfect in that. You literally can't with the Psalms. Like that is God's word still, but it's also human prayer and human emotion. And so I think that's like a huge benefit of reading and praying the Psalms is it does. It shapes how you pray and it gives you a greater, what I said, like a widening of how much you can pray or different styles of prayer. And all of that just comes, I think, through having that being modeled to you by the Psalms. Yeah, I completely agree. And you had written your own kind of Psalms of lament during your difficult time while you're waiting for a kidney transplant and probably other times as well. Was that the first time that you had written a Psalm of Lament on your own? Yes. I, yeah, had never done it. I've read Psalms of Lament. I mean, honestly, when you learn about different types of Psalms, what's shocking is that so many of the Psalms are actually Psalms of Lament. Anytime you see David or any of the other psalmists suffering and crying out to God about hard times, which is a lot of the psalms. Most often that's categorized as a psalm of lament, which is taking the like hurt that you have or the brokenness that you have or the confusion and just honestly praying that back to God. And I think all the different types of psalms, which we can go through a few different ones, are really helpful because your Christian life is really vast and there's a lot of experiences. And so the beauty is that that there's Psalms for all of those, but also life is really hard a lot of the time. And it's really helpful for me to know that when you have this like prayer book in the Bible, that so many of them are Psalms of lament because it makes me not feel crazy when I'm going through hard times. And it's like, why do I keep needing to pray that like I'm hurting or why do I keep needing to pray that I look around at the world or the news and it's just bad news after bad news. Should it be better? Cause I, I would think maybe naturally if we have a prayer book in, in the Bible that a lot of them would be kind of happy, like kind of like good because it's, you know, like it's somebody who's following God. But what's interesting is that so many of them are actually in suffering and lament. And I think that just helps my own soul because it, it helps give me freedom to say when I'm hurting and suffering, I actually can like offer those things to God and he can take it. And Psalms of lament are interesting because a lot of times it feels like things we shouldn't say to God, if that makes sense. Like it just feels like, I don't know if I can actually say, God, I feel like you've left me alone. Like, I feel like you're not near me. Cause I know again, theologically that's not right, but that's how I feel. And so sometimes it feels weird. Like, can I actually say that? Or can I actually complain about the world to God? Or should I not complain? Right. But the Psalms of Lament actually like do that for us. Yeah. Which I think gives us a lot of freedom. And, allows us not to feel shame or that we have to pretend that we have it all together to God. Like he actually does want to hear us cry out to him and share how we're really doing, which what prompted you then to write your own rather than just using the Psalms that you were reading? I think that oftentimes I would pray it by myself. So like, yeah, I'd read Psalm 13 and then kind of like you mentioned, I would kind of incorporate that theme or those questions, but I'd kind of pray my own prayer this was essentially just putting that to pen and paper, so to say, you know, like it it was just actually getting it down. And I think in some ways, inspiration from that came just from knowing the Psalms are real people that were communing with the Lord and wrote this stuff down. And so 
I think, yeah, I was just like, I need, I have that stuff in my heart mm-hmm. and I can silently pray that to God, but I f- just felt like I need to get this out. So I don't know for people, if they're yeah. big, like into journaling and stuff, like it's just kind of the same thing. It's like, I have all this stuff in here. I need to get that out and I need to just write it and say it. Yeah. I don't actually remember what prompted it that time to say, I need to actually write this. But I think I just felt like that was going to be helpful, which it was in the moment to actually just write the whole thing instead of just silently praying it in my mind. Mm -hmm. Did you ever write a psalm? Yeah, I did. I think I wrote multiple. And I remember thinking, this is so interesting because I'm crying out to God and saying things like, yeah, God, why am I so sad? Why does it feel like you have left me that I'm sitting in darkness without you? All these things. And then finishing it with, but I know that I can hope in you, but I know that you are near. And I remember thinking to myself in that time, I can't believe I still have hope in God when everything is so bleak and sad. But it reminded me that by reading the other Psalms, it did shape me. And I still had that faith that God was near, but it was just me trying to voice it myself. So I do think it was God's kindness that he allowed me to do that because when I first didn't have words and then read the Psalm, it gave me words. And then as time went on, I formed my own words that needed to come out and be shared with the Lord. Did you feel like when you wrote those for the first couple of times and you ended with like, but I will hope in God or trust in him, did it feel uh, trite or like cliche or did it feel genuine? Like I am really sad. I'm really hurting and I will hope in you. Did that feel like, I know I should tag that on or did it honestly feel like, no, that's where my heart was by the end of it. I've had times where it feels like it's just a tagline or it's something that I'm saying and I'm trying to instruct my heart to believe. But in that time it was genuine of no, I really do hope in you. And a lot of times it wasn't just, but I will hope in you, like a short line. It was like another stanza basically of no, and this is how you've been faithful to me or these are the truths about you. So in that time, it truly did feel genuine. It didn't feel like I was just tacking it on the end. Yeah. The thing that I think is cool is that I think you actually have both in the Psalms. Like, so we just talked about Psalm 42 this summer at Providence. And there, it like, as I'm reading different, scholars who are looking at this psalm and stuff, it just doesn't feel like the psalmist actually is hoping in God. He's like preaching to him. So he's, he's almost saying like, but I know this is true, so I'm going to say it and I need to hear it. But then there's other psalms like Psalm 13. It feels like genuinely by the end of the psalm, and it's only six verses, he moves from God, you're far, you've left me, whatever, to, but I'm going to praise you and you're here. And it feels And again, this is somewhat assuming, but it it feels more genuine. Like that's a genuine movement from like, Hmm. I'm angry and I'm sad to, but, but I still have hope here where Psalm 42 just doesn't carry quite the same. Like it feels more like he's not expressing an emotion, but he's preaching a truth Hmm. like to his heart. And I think both are needed. But again, that's why the Psalms are amazing because I think they have both. So it's like, if you get to a place where you're praying and I know we're honing in on a Psalm of Lament, but it's say you're in that season and you're writing out a prayer or just saying a prayer where you're acknowledging the hardships and you don't really feel like God is faithful or confident. You can still preach that, like say it and preach that to your heart in that moment. Other times I think you will experience like you're actually engaging with the Lord through saying this stuff and he will give you a sense of like, but man, God is faithful. Mm -hmm. And and you can say that genuinely. And I think the Psalms give us both options, which again is just freeing because it's like, that means I'm not crazy either way I go. I'm not like totally bipolar by saying like, 
God, you're, you're gone and you left me, yep. but wait, how do I feel like you're near again? You know, it's like, well, that's sometimes how it works and other times it doesn't and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. I think that's very freeing and comforting to know that it can be either. I do have a question though with praying the Psalms in general, whether it's a Psalm of Lament or anything else. Okay. So you talked about like reading through it, letting it shape you, kind of praying those words and forming it. What happens if you're reading a Psalm and you don't understand what it's saying? Like Mm. whether it's like imagery, because this is like, this is Hebrew poetry written thousands of years ago. So what if they're using imagery that I don't know? Or what if they're talking about places or things, or I just am reading it and I'm like, I don't really know what he's saying here. How do you pray through those Psalms? That's a good question. This sounds bad, but I love poetry. So for me, I don't feel like I'm stumped quite it's just too often. Easy no, stop. That's not true. But Maybe there I are, should answer then because no, 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 I'm not no, no. good at poetry. There are times where I'm wondering, okay, what the hey does this mean? And a lot of times I have to look up commentary or ESV study Bibles might have this or look something up in Blue Letter Bible. But I don't know, like the fun for me is dissecting it and looking into it and figuring out what the symbolism means. But that's because I love English. I mean, Kellen, my husband jokes all the time. I just like love meaning. I love deeper meaning and I love poetry. So that's a little bit hard for me to answer because I think it's fun to dissect it, to get into it if I don't understand yeah. it. But well, would okay, you say, let me answer my own question because yeah. I am enjoying it more now, but I did mm-hmm. not originally because I did not really like poetry. I didn't really grow up like consistently reading my Bible and stuff. So I was pretty new to the Psalms in general and to like emotional awareness and getting into these things or looking at poetry. So all of that I was new to. One of the things that I think is encouraging, or if I can be encouraging to you as a listener, I'm not very good at that stuff. And over time, I feel like I'm slowly getting better. Mm -hmm. So in some ways, like just keep going. And like you said, like just look something up or look up a verse. If you have a good study Bible, it should tell you roughly what that Psalm means. I mean, most study Bibles will tell you Psalm 45 is about this general idea. And then as you read through it, you don't need to know every single verse right away, but just start to like read through it and you will get better over time. So one, just kind of keep going and just pick up little things that you can. The other thing, though, is there's a little book called Praying the Bible mm-hmm. by Don Whitney. Uh, and in it, he's got a chapter on the Psalms, but then there's other chapters just on the praying the Bible in general. One of the things for me that was so freeing was he said there's a difference between studying the Bible or like trying to figure out what exactly all the verses mean and praying the Bible. And he says mm-hmm. uh, that essentially, let's say you're taking a Psalm, you can just read through it. And as things come to mind, he's like, just pray about them. And mm-hmm. so if you're reading through something and it says, you know, how long, O oh Lord, are you going to be far from me? Maybe you're not in that season, but maybe, you know, somebody comes to mind. And, and that's just in that moment what you should pray about. And I felt like for me, that was really freeing to not have to like, as someone who does struggle a little bit more with like poetry and some of that stuff to just start by just praying. And I think as you do it more and you learn more about the Psalms, you'll kind of hone in on exactly what the Psalm is saying and pray more in line with that. But I think don't let that stop you. If you're not in that place right away, like literally just read a Psalm and whatever comes to mind, just pray and trust that the spirit can still work through that too and like prompt you. And then the more that you learn about Psalms, I think the the better or more robust or deep our prayers can be 
But even if you're not there right away, like just start and just read and whatever comes to mind, pray. And then as you're learning more about it, I think the prayers will get a little bit deeper. That's great advice because you're still interacting with the Psalm. You're still bringing that to the Lord and the Holy Spirit could reveal more to you as you're doing that rather than just getting hung up on the fact that, oh, I don't understand this. I don't know what's going on. Rather than doing that, focusing on what you do see, and then as God brings things to mind, praying through that, I think that's awesome advice. Yeah. I mean, I'm even thinking like, so Psalm 23, famous Psalm, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want, like you can go through all these things. There's a lot of like shepherd, grass, water imagery and stuff. You don't have to really know anything about like the in-depth, what is all that language and all of the like poetic structures of the Psalm to get, okay, if the Lord's my shepherd, the image that comes to my mind is a bunch of sheep sitting around this taller shepherd who's just kind of looking over them. Well, okay, so I know God like looks over me. So God, thank you for being that. And like, even when I don't always recognize it, you are taking care of me and you're looking mm-hmm. out for me. That may not be precisely what the psalmist wants you to pray, but that's a true thing about that psalm and it's an yeah. element of it. So that's a really good prayer to pray. And as you study Psalm 23 and you find out more of what the images mean over time, that prayer doesn't really change. It just gets deeper mm. probably. And so that's where I think it's helpful. Just start and yeah. pick out an image or something that it brings to mind, pray that, and then keep moving forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's really helpful. And it's just helpful advice for the Bible in general, because I was thinking about my study in Hebrews this morning and I was thinking to myself, I have no idea what I just read. <laughs> like multiple times I've told Kellen, I don't know like what I'm supposed to get from this or whatever, but just God has brought different things to mind. And that might not be the crux of like the exact thing that most people would take away from the passage. But if that's just something that I got from one verse and that's really good to bring to the Lord in prayer. So I think that's great. And I do think that's where just almost being aware of what you're doing is helpful because it is helpful to study the Bible, to learn what it's trying to say, to grasp the, the real meaning And it's helpful sometimes just to pray the Bible and just read and pray what comes Mm -hmm. to mind. And so I think we can't get too narrow in our like communion with God. Your whole Christian life shouldn't be, I'm going to read a verse and whatever comes to mind, that's what the verse means. Well, that can't be everything, but that can be a part of it, of reading what comes to mind, pray that, enjoy that, and also have times where you're studying. What does this actually mean? And and like you said with the song, like get better at learning about poetry. and, And I think you will find more richness there, but that shouldn't stop us from engaging at all. Cause if you're reading something that you don't know, it could be very discouraging and just like, well, I'm just not going to read anymore at all. Well, that's, that's not a great (laughs) way forward. Uh, So keep moving forward and just let where you're at, be where you're at and keep growing over time. Yeah. So as you just mentioned, growing in our understanding of the Psalms is important in our understanding of how to dig into them a little deeper, just to give people an idea of what different types of Psalms there are. Could you name a few for us to give people a deeper understanding that maybe have read the Psalms frequently and just want something more to think about? Yeah. Well, at the training we just did with the other church staff, uh, we talked about Psalms of Adoration, which is essentially the Psalms that just highlight aspects of God and essentially praise Him for it. So when we talk about how God is faithful or God is loving or God is most high or He's the King in the heavens or whatever it might be, um, it's just attributes of God. So if you're reading through a Psalm and you see that, it's just like a lot of description of who God is. A lot of times that's just, that's a prayer of adoration that's really good for us to pray, just acknowledging this is who God is. 
Uh, we talked about Psalm of Lament. We also talked about Psalm of like confession or repentance. So kind of the classic one that maybe you know of is Psalm 51, where David sins and then he just prays this prayer of confession mm-hmm. to the Lord. And that's really good for us to know how we should approach the Lord after our sin. And then the fourth one we talked about was a prayer of thanksgiving, which is the one you did. So give us a quick snapshot of what a prayer of thanksgiving is. Yeah, a prayer of thanksgiving is just giving thanks or expressing gratitude to God for his blessings. I mean, there's not a ton more than that, but yeah, it's just praising God for the things that he's given you. Yeah, which you did from Psalm 34. Four, mm-hmm. yeah, which was nice because right before that was Psalm 33 and Hannah, another staff member here at Providence, touched on how that is a psalm of adoration. And then Jake talked about Psalm 51 for a psalm of confession. So it was just cool how they kind of all tied and built on one another. And I think the psalm of thanksgiving is helpful because oftentimes we can, I think, say thanks to the little group that I was in talking about it. It was helpful to see how we, I feel like I can fall into this a lot where I'm like, well, you know, thank you, God, for yeah. providing and thank you for, you know, my wife and thank you for whatever. But it was helpful to see how the Psalms are like pretty specific. And it was just good to talk through like, well, what am I really thankful? Like, what has he actually done in my life? And not just kind of these vague categories, which aren't bad at all, but he has done so much in our life. And so it was a helpful reminder right. of like, man, there's just a lot to be thankful for. And actually just pausing for a second and letting those Psalms shape it where they do speak into that a little bit, I thought was really helpful. And as I was studying Psalms of Thanksgiving, I thought what was really interesting was in an article by John Piper, he made the case that in order to fully thank God and give him praise, we actually have to ask him for the ability to do so. And that was convicting in my own heart because as I was going up to share about a Psalm of Thanksgiving, I didn't feel thankful. And I had at the end of my talk that I wanted to encourage people to ask others to pray for them if they feel as though they can't genuinely be thankful before the Lord, even if they've already asked the Lord. And I was feeling that. And in my pride, I was like, I don't have anyone pray over me. (laughs) But I ended up asking one of our staff members to pray. And I think that was just a humbling moment because I really do think gratitude, the gratitude that we feel in our soul is also fostered by the Holy Spirit. And sometimes we have to ask others to pray on our behalf for that. So it was just really good to remember. Yeah, that is good. So those are just a few of the examples. There's more, but I really would encourage people, you could even look that up. I mean, there's, you can find it pretty easily, the different types of Psalms, but just start reading through the Psalms, praying as you go. If you've never done it before, literally just start the Psalm, start reading and just whatever comes to mind, start praying. If you do love like poetry and the Psalms, you may be a little bit further ahead, but just continue to like grow in both practicing it, learning about the Psalms, finding out different types of Psalms. And I think that will give a little bit of a wider view of our Christian life and give us more to pray and more to to model our prayers and communion with God after. That's all we have for you this semester. We'll see you guys after our summer break, August 3rd. However, keep your eye out for any bonus episodes or anything else that may come out over the summer. We'll see you guys soon.